ComC is excited to announce their latest partnership with CGC Trading Cards and CSG. With over 30 million raw cards available in our marketplace, ComC is ready to provide an effortless grading experience for you to buy, sell, and now grade your Marvel, Sports, Star Wars, and TCG trading cards. ComC is thrilled to offer a smooth and seamless grading experience that is available today for all their customers. You're listening to the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute, a podcast where we discuss both the hobby and business sides of collecting. I'm your host, Mike Summer, and I want to help you buy, sell, and trade your way into a collection you'll love. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute. I want to start today's episode by talking about next week's episode topic, and that is all of you. It's been a while, I think four or five months since we've done kind of a ask me anything or a listener questions episode, and I want to do that again for next week's episode. There's a lot that's been going on over the last few months in the hobby, and I want to know what's on your mind. If you've got a question that you'd like me to answer, whether it's about how I build my PC, whether it's about the self-sustaining hobby idea, whether it is about my thoughts on an industry topic, I would love to answer that for you in next week's episode. And so I'm putting out the call right now. If you've got a question, reach out to me on Twitter at the Mike Summer. Send me an email at waxpackhero.com. Send me a direct message on TikTok or Instagram at waxpackhero. And I will build a list of questions that I will cover on next week's episode. Tell a friend as well. If they've got questions, tell them to submit them. I, that's what I want to cover next week. And so I thought I would start today's episode by getting that out there right now. Well, today's topic is going to be my thoughts on the 2023 Tops Industry Conference. It happened several weeks ago, um, around the beginning of March, end of February, beginning of March, and I wanted to wait a few weeks just to think a little bit about what we heard from that event and what that might mean for us. And so I've got some thoughts and perspectives that I'd like to share, and that's going to be today's main topic. But before I dig in, I'm going to let Pat Hughes tell you about the sports card shop at MoCo. Hi, this is Pat Hughes, Cubs announcer, coming to you from the sports card shop in beautiful New Buffalo, Michigan. The Gocher family has built an incredible place here for collectors to buy, sell, and trade cards and memorabilia. Be sure to stop by and let them show you around. TheSportsCardShop.com, connecting sports, athletes, the hobby, and collectors around the world. From February 26th to February 28th, several hundred card shop owners, hobby media personnel, and other industry representatives came together at Chase Field in Arizona for the 2023 Tops Industry Conference. Now, I was not able to attend this year, but Ivan Lovegrind at Watch the Breaks, the Sports Card Investor Team, and Wax Pack Hero sponsor, the Sports Card Shop at MoCo, were all present and shared some of the best insights of the conversations that were happening. I wanted to take a few weeks to let the dust settle before sharing my perspective on what I thought were the key takeaways from the event based on the social media posts from the individuals above. I'll have links to all of their Twitter feeds in the show notes below so that you can kind of follow them and check out what they had to say if you if you go back to the, the 26th to 28th. 
but you can see their full stream of content from the event at those links. I'll start with what's new. I'll move on to impacts to existing products, and then I'll spend some time on operational impacts. Let's start by discussing several new or expanded product lines which were announced. It sounds like tennis is in the plans for multiple upcoming releases. They referred to an upcoming Topps Chrome release as well as the potential for a more comprehensive release next year. They also signed a deal with the J-League for Japanese soccer cards. Now soccer is probably the sport that I have the least depth of knowledge of, so I don't really have much to say about the significance of this product, but here's what I will say. I am always a fan of testing new products for smaller leagues, and I've done very well in the past with secondary products like AAF and XFL football products. And so when I hear things like tennis, when I hear things like these uh, secondary Japanese uh, league soccer cards, I'm excited because it shows that they're willing to experiment with some things that aren't necessarily huge leagues with huge followings, big money makers like we see with the big four sports. And so I'm all about expanding and testing new secondary products. Now, many collectors are also on the edge of their seats waiting for the return of Topps Chrome Basketball once Fanatics finally takes the NBA license from Panini. But Topps is going to go ahead and try to release some other basketball products to try to appeal to hoops collectors in the meantime. They'll be releasing a product focused on the McDonald's All-Americans, and Bronny James will be signing cards for that release. That has some people excited. Overtime Elite, or OTE, will continue to have products released in the upcoming year, but it sounded like attendees were not all that excited about them. While the OTE league itself seems to be gaining momentum, has a big presence on social media, the cards have been slower to catch on. Most of these products, the the McDonald's All-Americans and the OTE products, they don't really appeal to me as a collector, but as a seller, I'll be more than happy to use them and try to fill the holes of collections of other collectors who are passionate about these sports, leagues, and athletes. I feel like these were all positive announcements. They're also continuing their lineup of NCAA-related products and will continue to expand with brands like Bowman Chrome, Bowman's Best, and Bowman's Inception. Next, a Tom Brady baseball card? Yes, some may not realize Tom Brady was drafted by the Expos, and Tops will be releasing a kind of what might have been card featuring the NFL GOAT in Expos uniform. Autograph copies will also be released. It's kind of gimmicky, but it's kind of cool at the same time. And while we're on the Bowman topic, I want to mention Retrofractors. Now, I wasn't able to find many additional details about them, but the concept is that they're going to release first Bowman cards for players who never had a first Bowman in the past. The example that they shared in the presentation was a Babe Ruth first Bowman. This really doesn't excite me one bit. Another kind of gimmick, if you ask me. It also sounds like entertainment releases will be a focus for fanatics in the coming years. Dune, Stranger Things, and what sounds like an expanded lineup of Star Wars cards will be coming out in the coming months. I love the focus on entertainment cards, and I think this market is one of the ways fanatics can help meet their goal of 10xing the number of new collectors. It seems to me the number of passionate Stranger Things and Star Wars fans who collect cards is much smaller than the percentage of sports fans who collect sports cards. Then there are all kinds of other entertainment properties which don't even have cards yet. This seems like a giant fan segment which could be reached to help grow our family of card collectors. 
And I think what we're going to see here too is a split between Tops branded releases and Zero Cool releases. But between the two, there's going to be a focus on additional entertainment releases in the coming years. Finally, I want to hit on in what my opinion is the dumbest, most gimmicky idea to come from the conference. Tops Frozen Fractors. What is that? Good question. A new numbering convention that goes below zero. So negative five out of zero, negative four out of zero, negative one out of zero. This just seems dumb. The original point of serial numbered cards was to give collectors a sense of scarcity. And having a negative serial number makes no sense. I don't know how this idea ever got the green light. But who knows? Maybe collectors will love it. I've been wrong before, and so I'll be happy to admit it was a good business idea if I'm proven wrong. However, personally, I'll continue to have no interest in this gimmick for my own PC. Now I want to talk a little bit about impacts to existing products. Occasionally we will see adjustments to the TOPS product mix, but I never thought I'd see the level of baseball product cuts which were announced at the event. The list of products discussed at the event, which may or may not be comprehensive, were as follows. TOPS Archive Snapshots, Bowman Heritage, Clearly Authentic, Bowman Chrome X, Topps Gallery, Opening Day, Topps Fire, Gold Label, the first edition releases, Bowman Transcendent, and Gypsy Queen were all products where they announced there would not be a 2023 version. They didn't really say whether this would continue into the future or if it was a one-time thing, but I love this announcement. They didn't seem to give a detailed explanation of why the cuts were being made, but in the context of the overall event, it seems like Fanatics is wanting to focus on an increase in quality and improved customer service. In my opinion, many of these products felt bland and watered down over the last couple years, and my hope is that with a more condensed lineup, they can put their efforts towards increasing the quality of the other releases. Like I said, it's possible that this is just a short-term blip to allow them to fully catch up with a timely release schedule, which in of itself would be a good thing, and they also might just be clearing space for additional releases which they didn't announce yet. Time will tell. Finally, I want to talk a little bit about operational impacts. These are things which I think hit more on the day-to-day -day operations regardless of product line. Or maybe they point to a strategic shift from what we saw in historical TOPS operations. First, the impression I got from the social posts was a continued focus on the direct-to-consumer and direct-to-dealer relationships. It seems like further reductions in distributor relationships were a possibility. The number of direct hobby shops relationships has doubled to over 500 in the last couple years. In addition, they'll be introducing a set of standards and practices that these shops will have to abide by to stay in good standing. I love this. In theory, it will reward shops which have integrity and are forward thinking, and it will penalize those who are less reputable and don't have as much focus on their customer's experience. Fanatics and Tops has also raised dealer costs over the last several months, which has begun to shrink margins for dealers. They also discussed dynamic pricing, which would seem to be an avenue which would allow Tops to get a bigger cut and force dealers to pay more when reordering product. The answers to questions on this topic seem to push towards shops finding additional revenue from other programs and marketing. Fanatics seem to indicate that with all of these other programs going on, the dealers that are in good standing with them would benefit from the additional marketing that they were going to put in place, even if they were going to have to pay a little bit more for reordered product. 
a program which should help both local shops and bring in new collectors, is a focus on partnering with Little League. Now, there weren't a lot of additional details to this uh, program or this effort, except that the program would entail getting free packs of cards into kids who are playing Little League. The continued MVP buyback program seems to be another effort to reward collectors and shops and even bring in third-party marketplaces like ComC. They announced that that MVP buyback program would be continuing, at least into the 2023 season. During a Q&A portion of the event, the company officials mentioned that more people were being hired to help improve the customer experience and the quality of products being released. It sounded like this was more than just additional phone reps. It would also involve resources dedicated to customer-focused programs designed to build collector interest, such as rewards for building a set or other things like that. Another focus for the company was to improve the customer experience by reducing the number of redemptions. I don't believe they gave many details on how they were hoping to accomplish this, but if they do, it would be a great win for collectors everywhere. They also answered a question focused on what they were doing to address the environmental impact of their products. They mentioned they have reduced the use of toxic glue and are testing biodegradable wrappers. I think this is great. There's currently a large amount of cardboard, plastic, and foil raced in our hobby, and anything that we can do to reduce it is a big positive. And finally, there was some discussion about the new live streaming platform that's being developed. While there is still more to come, they did say that it was not going to be purely a breaking platform and that it would not be exclusive to Tops and Fanatics products. The goal was that it would be a broadly inclusive platform for both sellers and products. I also want to throw in more of a wildcard item. It sounds like all the attendees of the conference were given a free four-day pass to the upcoming Mint Collective Conference. I find this interesting for a couple reasons. One, what does it say about the pre-sale tickets for the Mint? I can't imagine Tops is paying $600 a ticket to, to the Mint for attendees who only paid four to $450 to attend the Tops conference. Are Mint sales that bad? And two, we've got several competing industry conferences over the last several years. The Beckett Industry Summit, Mint Collective, the Tops Industry Conference, and Upper Deck has even had their own event for a number of years as well. But we've started to see a bit of collaboration between the Mint and the Beckett event, and now we're seeing some collaboration with Mint and the Tops event. Might we be working our way back towards one united industry event with a primary focus of growing our hobby? If so, I am a big supporter of that idea. And last but not least, they mentioned that in the very near future, they would share something like the biggest hobby announcement in a generation. I don't know if those were the exact words, but it was something along those lines. There's been a lot of speculation about what this announcement is and when it will come out. I've got no knowledge, and I don't want to sound like a blabbering idiot with uneducated speculation, so I'm not even going to try to guess what the actual event is. But my general feeling is that this type of thing rarely lives up to the hype. That being said, I do plan to pay close attention to social media throughout the upcoming Mint event from March 30th to April 2nd, just so that I can hear if that announcement comes at that event, what it's going to be. Well, what do you think of these announcements? Or did you hear some other announcements from other sources who were at the event that I didn't pick up on? I know I didn't cover every single thing that was covered at the event. So if you 
had something that stood out to you, let me know in the comments below. If you've got thoughts or ideas on if these ideas that I did share were good ideas or bad ideas, or if you see them as, as a huge positive or negative, let me know in the comments below. That is all I have for you today. Don't forget to reach out if you've got a question you'd like me to answer on next week's episode, and I'll catch you next time.